I mean, reality is you're only going to hold that position for like 30 seconds before you start rocking back and forth. Like I know, yeah, yeah, because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, or look I'm a, away, I'm like a you big, just did big right dumb now. Dumb. I'm a big, big dumb dumb. <laughs> but you're my dumb dumb. Oh, you are. I am. There, actually, technically, you are your wife's lovely wife's dumb dumb. My wife is lovely. Yeah. yeah, she says hi, by the way. So, Say does this back. work? Oh, uh, yeah. All right. We've been recording. Ready whenever you're oh, ready. Yeah. Keep all this in. From the basement of Ruby's on Summit, this is The Pros from Dover. A soccer podcast starring a couple of Nord expats proving once and for all that even though you've got cheap microphones and a pretty decent laptop, along with too much free time at a Coda Pass or two, podcasting may still not be for everyone. Hashtag your tweets with hashtag finest kind to join the conversation and bring back the bullpen car. Bananarama, Alabama, Hannah, Montana, Bandana Bandits, Extravaganza within Indiana. When Eric Vanna and Vanna had fanny packs in Savannah and had a fabulous nap in pajamas at the veranda. Banana, doo doo, bananas. I'm loving them. I'm sure Kapoor and Stefani both back me. Best flavor of runs and Laffy Taffy. Don't at me. All my fan from Santa Ana all the way to Atlanta. We're gonna quote Ralph Wiggum and go, go, banana. Banana Nana, put out your hands like patty cake yeah. And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your Nana makes Oh, we've gone banana cake full Hey, welcome to the Pros from Dover My name is Matt Oh, that's Sam across the uh, across the uh, big old table from me uh, We're not recording in the basement of Ruby's tonight Because uh, <laughs> uh, we were gonna record last week And it was Senior Crawl And we decided that was a terrible, terrible idea Yes, yes. If you've ever been to Ruby's, you know exactly. We do not have to explain to you why that would have been a terrible idea. Yeah, it would have been really bad. But uh, it's good to see you. It's good um, to see you, too. It's, it's good been to be, a while. Yeah, I know, right? So um, this is It's kinda... been a while since we've also been in this setting. I know. Like, I think April Fool's, the Massive Report April Fool's episode so much fun. from last year. Is, we need to do yeah, another one of those we sometime. We totally should. Mm. So I'm going to try not to slam my drink down on the uh, table. Slam it on the other table. Yeah, How's that? That sounds like a good yeah. idea. There you go. That sounds like a very good idea. I thought idea. you were a professional, man. Well, yeah, used to be. But, okay. you know, I've gone back to amateur status. You can, uh, if, if you file the right paperwork with the NCAA, you can actually go back to amateur oh, status. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's neat. Uh, you know? But can't you just, like, work for NIL or something? Probably, yeah. yeah. That sounds about okay. right. That sounds about right. So, how you been? I'm doing well. I'm good. doing well. It's been a very busy... Um, well, some people will say I'm always busy, which is which is very true. That's true. Uh, yeah. But it's, you know, I'm I'm, I have a kid that's graduating in a few weeks, which and, is crazy, which is absolutely insane. And you've yeah. basically known her her entire life. Oh um, no, I know. So yeah, it's and she's just an amazing human being. And like, is, oh my god, is. those and those I'm uh, very proud of her. Yeah, all the costuming and stuff that she's doing yep. and things like that. That's yep. just. It's fantastic. Yeah, so that's that's kind of had its own craziness and yeah. theater and um, all that kind of stuff. So that keeps you busy on top of my job and on top of my day job and, and covering sports, yeah. which is actually not my day job, <laughs> contrary to what most people think. Everybody thinks that. Yes. Yeah. So, well, thank you for meeting me at my place of employment. Absolutely. Um, I, I do want to say thank you to our sponsor, Redtail Design. You'll hear from Morgan Hughes because he has now cursed to do the uh, um, commercial for the entire year for As us. As he should be. Uh, because uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hear about him uh, at some point tonight uh, or hear from him at some point tonight. But uh, want to talk a little crew. 
Sure. Uh, I want to talk a little everything else, too. So when you say little crew, that does that mean we're talking crew, too? Capybaras. Yes. I feel bad because I've only been able to make it out to one match because uh, it's been rainy or been gross yep. or been Cinco de Mayo right. every other match. But they seem like they, they're doing pretty well, so I'll take it. You know, they're not trashing people or they're not trashing other teams like they were last year. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, this last this Cinco de Mayo win was pretty impressive. And yeah, they're back. eking out wins. They're doing comeback yeah. wins. That yeah. was the one. The, the Miami win was, was huge as far and, as that And goes. that's what you want. You want to yeah. see, like, it's a development league, whether yeah. they call it a development league or not. That is really the case, and that's what you want to see. You want to see growth in those kids and uh, good coaching. And I think, I think coaching specifically this year mm-hmm. feels so much more relevant to what's happening with the first team yes. that you know that that pipeline – can actually be even better than it was last year and look at how last year's pipeline looked last year's pipeline was amazing and the guys that we've got coming off the bench for for the first team um that is huge that is absolutely huge um and and just having that depth of bench especially with cucho being out for as long as he was and and things along those lines keeping keeping us in games um obviously we didn't get the result for the first team that we that we wanted against miami for example or thing or things along those lines but um it's been a it's been promising um I, I do want to talk, uh, I want to start with Open Cup because I think Open Cup is kind of the biggest, you know, the biggest kind of pin in the calendar yeah. right now. Um, and they play, I mean, depending on when you're listening to this, they play yeah. on the 10th, so well, uh, yeah, on the I, road. My plan is to publish this tomorrow, so. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, um, yeah, I'm actually going to that game. Oh, nice. Yeah, which uh, will be very interesting. I'm going with Donnie Murray, so uh, oh. I don't know if uh, we're going to make it. Right. But, uh, you know, it's, it's. Uh, you might make, you're probably going to make it. Now, whether you come back is a different, <laughs> is a different story. Well, I was supposed to go with a uh, player uh, to, to be named later uh, who uh, is not allowed to go to MLS games. Um, oh, yeah. And then I uh, got a phone call from him saying that he had a uh, test at his college that he could not uh, pass up. So oh, um, darn. Yeah. So sweatpants can't come with us. So, um, but The legend of Slice continues. I know, right? But, well, I guess it doesn't continue for this one. It's on pause. That? The legend of Slice is on pause. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll figure it out. That's your podcast title name right there. I love that. <laughs> but no, so the um, five second, five minute, thirty second mark, just so you know. Yes, yes, uh, it's all good. I, I don't think I don't think any of that'll get us in trouble. Um, no, I don't think so. It was uh, as opposed to the probably good minute and a half of Morgan's conversation with me last podcast that I had to beep out because of um, reasons. Reasons. Uh, Seattle reasons, yes. but you know it, 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 it is what it is. Uh, you, know. you said the magic word right there. Exactly. Seattle. Exactly. Um, but no. So um, Indianapolis essentially parked the bus against us for the entire match. Um, yes. I would I would assume that you would think that that Lansdowne is going to do the same thing. I mean, that's the expectation even more than Indy. And Indy hasn't really been having that great of a year. They have no. actually haven't had that great couple of years, they're, to be honest. They're one of the last – like, I think Detroit is and, – and I haven't looked at the, the standings, but I think Detroit's last place in, in – um, the, the first league of um, USL, but I think I think Indy is like right you know next to next to last. Yeah, we're, we're so, pretty darn close. 
but but what you ran into was less I think was less about Indy parking the bus and more about their goalie playing out of his effing mind. Oh my god, he had I mean, such a it, game. If it was not for their goalie, they would have probably been down three or four early yeah. in the first half. Yeah. And then they would have fallen apart. The mm-hmm. crew could have probably scored two or three more in the second yeah. half playing with basically the second line. Mm-hmm. But how their goalie played really buoyed their parking of the bus. And even, I mean, they took one shot that Evan Bush was able to, to make a great save on. Um, and there was a couple of dicey moments here and there, but it never really amounted to anything because they couldn't really finish. They couldn't finish anything in front of goal. Yeah. But on the opposite end, their goalie is really what kept them in this game. Yeah. Otherwise, the crew should have could have easily handily won this game by several goals. So I do um, I do want to give credit to the Indy 11 fans that showed up. They were, yeah. There were a group of them. Uh, they were whistling keg early. Uh, I got to meet a lot of them um, from Indiana, so like, of you course. know, had a, had a good had a good kind of rapport as far as that goes. But um, the coolest part was a few of them messaged me after the game and were very happy about, like, how they were treated in Columbus. Yeah. And in, a lot of them were like, I want to come back here. This is a really cool stadium, and I want to come back as a neutral. And they sat in a great spot. Yeah. They sat right behind the uh, south – not right behind the south goal, but in the south The south end. wedge. And yeah. then, the, yeah, so they signed the wedge, and it was, you know, it was a good spot considering their number. It looked like it made it really full. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and they were loud, and they were cheering, and it was it was great. Yeah. I was hoping there would be more concession stands open. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think the crew was sure about how that attendance and how things were going to turn out. And let's yeah. be fair. I don't know. If there was 5,000 people there, I would be... 100% surprised. I don't know what the announced attendance was. I, but. I, I don't know what the att- announced attendance was. I think it was probably it was probably similar to the Cappies uh, final. I, I would say probably like last year about yeah. about that. But it was it was you had to basically wait for about 20 minutes to get anything. Anything. You yeah. Know. Yeah. And they'll. I mean, if they if they host another rapid or. Uh, uh, Open Cup game, then yeah. maybe they'll change. And maybe I hope so. If it's an MLS opponent, then yeah. then I I bet you're going to see probably a little bit more, not a ton more. Well, that's the that's the whole question is because I know that they're going to have you know they'll have a redraw again, but because um, I don't think they've actually I don't think they set the bracket till the next round. Yeah. Um, but what if it's Cincinnati? Ooh. Right. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't we play in Cincinnati? We play Cincinnati a week from Saturday. No, away. I know that. Yeah, but from then, like an open cup standpoint. Well, we would. I, I don't know when the next. I'd have to look at it because I I didn't actually do that research. Before yeah, I looked at it. I think there's a break between um the next game and then the you know subsequent the next games. round. But um, that would be crazy. That'd that be would absolutely. Be. Oh, that would be nuts. And it would also invoke a whole bunch of. Open Cup memories against FC Cincinnati. True. And some of the things that happened at and maybe after that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would also take Louisville. Louisville would be a lot Louisville of fun. Louisville actually would be would be. I would cool. love to actually go to Louisville, um, yeah. just because I've never been. I mean, I've been to Louisville, but I've never been to a game there. You know what I mean? It, it's just one of those. This is actually. I'm, I'm trying to remember back, and I think this is only the second Open Cup. Like. The game on Wednesday will be only the second Open Cup away game I've ever been to. Um, so I did Chicago away when we played in Peoria in uh, uh, 2008. 
Um, and I think that might have oh, been wow. the last time, uh, the last time that I did an open cup away game, set in the back of Crew Fighter's car. Oh, which yeah, well, was there's a name that we haven't heard in a while. I know the smallest uh, of of tiny sports cars uh, for the seven hours to Peoria. Oof. Uh, I literally had the exciting to get him prospect to, of Peoria. Yeah, and it was an up and back too. Oh, so we did not get a hotel, uh, and I had to ask him some somewhere outside of Indianapolis to please, please, please stop the car for a second at the rest area so that I could get the Charlie horse uh, to stop being a thing in my leg. Oh gosh, because oh yeah, it was it was terrible, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm excited about I'm excited about this game. I think it'll be fun. Um, I'm excited to go to a new stadium. That's yeah. the, the biggest thing about like these these games. And, like, Where do they India, play? Um, they play just outside of Dulles Airport. In um, Lansdowne is the name of the uh, uh, county that they play in. It's uh, Right, but I mean, city. like, is it like a high school stadium? Is no, it it's a, it's a minor league stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah, so wow. they're owned by DC United. Um, and apparently they, not anymore. No, they they are still this year. Well, because they can't face DC United until the final, okay. according to their seating. Um, there is a it's a. I read this a while ago. There is a contract where they have to be the reason they can't be an MLS X Pro, and the reason they're eligible for the Open Cup is because of the contract that they have with the city for like the next couple of years that so they have to be in a USL league that is of a certain caliber. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a weird... I would have to go back and look at it. I'll link to it in the show notes. Is that because USL is somewhat in the hierarchy versus MLS Next Pro? I think that it's because MLS Next Pro was not a known commodity when they built the stadium. Right, but I'm, I'm thinking from like a from like a soccer level in yeah. US soccer. I, that's, I, that's I genuinely don't yeah. know the Yeah, I'll, well, I'll, fine, link, Matt. I'll link to it in the show notes. Okay, there you go. <laughs> because I, you I go. genuinely... I remember reading the article, but I don't remember the specifics, and I don't want to gotcha. say it wrong. You know what I mean? That's but there, fair. there is a, um, there is a bit of that. That is, fair. Uh, that is yeah. fair. We don't so. want to put wrong information out there. Well, yeah, I try. I do what I can. That's good. <laughs> we should all do that. We should do what we can to not put wrong information out there. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. So, Sam. So, yes, Matt. Uh, second bit of this, because there's not really a lot to talk about. We've got no, the Orlando game No, we don't know anything about up. this team. Yeah, I mean, we, it's yeah, just... we've got the Orlando game coming yes. up. But I wanted to, um, and I did this with Morgan a little bit too, I want to kind of deep dive into you. Oh, boy. Because cause it's interesting. Okay. Because you're an interesting person. Oh, you're right? too kind. No. Um, how did you get started, A, following the crew, and then B, kind of, you know, on a on a photography uh, point, working, you know, working for the crew or peripherally working for the crew. I don't know what your what your right. actual employment arrangement so is let, there. So let but, me clear this yeah. up. Uh, I definitely do not work, contrary to popular belief, I do not work for the Columbus crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do work for uh, Massive Report, which I actually helped start yeah. with our good friend I'm Bob aware Stein. Of it. Yeah, uh, so of it. we just, I, I'm just. I'm, I know you're I know, aware. I am making your <laughs> listeners aware of this arrangement of yeah. coverage of the crew. Um, I started following the crew. Following is kind of a big word. I was aware of the crew's existence 
starting in 97. Okay. Uh, I actually went to a crew versus DC United game at the shoe nice. in 1997. Just That's one awesome. game. Uh, yeah. Because at that time, I lived in Cincinnati. I was going to college in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends was like, hey, do you guys want to go check out this new professional soccer team up in Columbus? Yeah. And we're like, sure, we got an open weekend. Why the heck not? Uh, it was wet. It was rainy. And I believe the crew lost one nothing. Okay. Um, and crew, f- or uh, not crew fans, uh, DC United fans got escorted out because they brought liquor into the stadium. Uh, I mean, this all. I mean, this I was all like, yeah. I was like, I mean, I was, I had such low expectations about U.S. about American soccer that I brought a book with me, just in case the game was boring. <laughs> um, I ended up not reading the book, mostly because it was raining than anything else. The game was not really that bad. It was actually a pretty exciting game, just no scoring until like the very end i believe um so that's actually kind of how it started and then from then i kind of followed the crew from afar but again i was living in cincinnati i didn't move on to columbus into 2003 okay um and then even then i went to just a few games here and there uh i remember going to a playoff game um where uh dante washington came out of retirement to play in that game against New England. Okay. And the crew, all they needed is to win or tie. Yeah. And they could not do that. Uh, and there was a lot of swearing. Like, what year was lots it? Lots of swearing. I want to say 04? it was... 04? maybe? Yeah, 05? okay. Okay. 04 or 05. Um, I remember the crew winning the Supporters' Shield by literally tying everyone to death. Um, <clears throat> you know, so just things like that. I did not... How I started covering the crew was 1,000% like an open door that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I'm I'm a person of faith and I, I feel that like God arranged this in it's such a weird way. And the, yeah. the relationships and the things that happened subsequently to that has yeah. been even more of an emphasis of why and how that happened. Yeah. Um, but I was... Uh, I was working at a bank, and on my lunch break, we have a newspaper in our break room, and I sat down, and I was reading it, and I see uh, a quote about the upcoming uh, home opener versus Toronto FC and how this there's this rivalry that's starting to brew. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a guy in this article quoted, um, and his name sounded really familiar. And, you know, it was a, it was a pretty, you know, Nothing, nothing too crazy. But I look at this name and I was like, Blake Compton. I know that name. Like, <laughs> I text my wife and I was like, Isn't Blake your cousin? And she was like, Yeah. Why? What do you do? Uh, I was like, Nothing. That he's time, just that's a legit question. <laughs> he's just quoted in the newspaper as one of the leaders of the supporters group for the crew. I was like, hey, I think I might actually go check this out. And I was like, if nothing else, like, I don't know anybody, obviously. But if nothing else, at least I'll know Blake is there and we can, like, hang out together. Because, I mean, we knew each other. It was just, it was one of those family things where we only see each other, like, oh, Christmas totally. and Easter and that yeah, kind of 100%. thing. Yeah, 100%. Especially um, if, it's on, if it's on your in-law side of the family. Right, like, you know, exactly. Yeah, you're not. So, yeah. um, I'm like... I had uh, just gotten a brand new digital camera like mm-hmm. the year before. It was my first ever digital camera. I didn't really have the range of lenses or anything. Anyway, so I brought I brought one camera. I brought one of my lenses. And I was like, I don't even know if I can get into the stadium with this. Surprise. I was allowed into the stadium with my yeah. camera. 
And uh, I mean, back, uh, back then, what people yes. need to know is that is 2008. in Columbus crew it was like Outback Steakhouse. There were no rules. <laughs> were yeah, no, that's that's pretty close. Yeah. Considering. Yeah. Um, and then I sat like up above the stage. Mm-hmm. I didn't sit. I stood. I was like, this is a good spot. Uh, I can see what I can what I can get, and I just I'd never shot sports before, mm-hmm. like literally never. Really, not even like I didn't even know not that. even like high school, not even like anything. I had never, literally never, not once shot sports before. But I've played soccer my entire life. Yeah, uh, growing up in Egypt. Just in, just in case you didn't, didn't know, know that. that, I did grow in, yeah. in, up in Egypt. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never saw. I had never shot sports before. So. Wow. I shot. I took some pictures. Met a few people. Uh, Smitty. T-Bone was mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, a bunch of other people, obviously Blake. And obviously when Blake saw me, he was like, oh, this is really cool. And he started introducing me to people and just kind of like, and at that point is I'm just his cousin. I'm yeah. not, nobody knows anything about photography. I didn't even know anything about photography. I mean, I knew about photography, just not about this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where that started. I would edit my pictures and I post them up on Flickr and then I would like post some on Instagram or tweet somewhere you know whatever yeah uh and i actually i take that back i was not on twitter at that point uh i barely just had an instagram i was mostly on Flickr, and i reached out to ryan Krucher because he was like the first blog i found that yeah. covers the crew and i'm like what the heck is going on here because i'm like this is not what i was expecting and I said that because I'd come to previous crew games and this was not there. Oh yeah, and by no, this I mean the Nordic, the the smoke, yeah. the streamers, the all opening that day stuff. of of two thousand eight was different than every other crew game I've ever right. been to. You know, and every and and, di- and honestly different than every other game I've been to since. But it was yeah. it was it was this perfect storm. Yeah. So and between that and like the what three thousand people that Toronto brought down yeah. and like I'm like okay this feels more like reality I can get behind this and then of course they beat the they beat Toronto two nothing yeah. that game um, and at, at that point I I bought my ticket I walked in you know I had no inclination whatsoever for how the rest of that season unfolded. Yeah, and until about the middle of the season, I would still buy a ticket for every home game mm-hmm. and come in and find a place around the stadium, and I just take pictures. And and one day, I was standing in the front row of uh, whatever that side of the stadium, so it would be the northeast, but the first section. I think it was one one forty one, one hundred one. Anyway, whatever, whatever crew union usually was. One one uh, yeah, one forty one sounds yeah. right. Yeah, and this guy in a suit walks up to me and he goes like hey are you so and so and I was like yeah he goes like am uh, I in trouble yeah (laughs) it was very much like am I in trouble because this guy in a suit with a credential and I'm like crap what did I do and he goes like hey he was like why are you up in the stands and I'm like um I just buy a ticket and I come in and they let me in with my camera he goes like I've seen some of your stuff here's my business card um email me Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get you credentialed to be down on the field. And nice. I'm like, say what now? He goes like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Um, so that gentleman was Chris Keeney. Okay, yeah. A great dude. Yeah. He was uh, the VP of fan relations, I believe, at that time. That sounds, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, super nice guy. And I think mm-hmm. he, he, had, he played a good role for the most part in how the Nordic was that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got credentialed 
to be I, I one I couldn't believe myself and I was like I have no idea what's happen what's gonna happen here yeah um, so I got credentialed for that game and that was an experience I was like I was completely not lost like I know how to be a professional in these settings but professional in a sports setting on the field is a little bit different and luckily for me at that time team photographer Greg Bartram who had been covering the team who's been with the team since 96 I, I believe at that point he was with the team like from the beginning yeah um, kind of like really took me under his wing pretty quickly because that's just how he is and like really helped me get my bearings figure out what I'm doing what to that's do awesome. what not to do um, different settings work on some like this is this is like in real time as the <laughs> games are going on and uh, yeah and from since from that time I would email Chris and I was like, hey, would it be okay if I get a credential for this for this game? And he was like, he was like, yeah. He was like, after like the second or third time, he was like, you know what? I'm gonna set you up so that there's like a standing like game day credential for you. And, yeah. Uh, Chris left after that year. He uh-huh. took the job with took the job with the Houston Texans. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, I, I couldn't remember where he went. I knew, yeah. I knew that was that, his. Yeah. That was the, his after he left Columbus. And uh, I emailed Dave Stephanie. I, I asked. Greg, Greg, I was like, hey, who do I email if I want to get credentialed? I emailed Dave Stephanie. I was like, hey, here's the situation. Uh, uh, if you have any questions, ask Chris Keeney because he is the one who got me in. I was like, I'd love to continue to do this. And uh, Dave emails me back like a few days later. He was like, yeah, I think we can we can arrange for something. Let's chat about it. Him and I had a great conversation. And yeah, he was like, I got a real full season credential and i'm like what is happening i don't know that's I don't insane know. that's so cool and i think so that would have been oh nine oh nine basically i was i became designated as like the nordex photographer yeah. because crew union and uh ryan would post my pictures on their blogs and whatever else um <laughs> and then i i became i became pretty known by people in the nordex so i i became the Nordic photographer. Yeah. And that's what it literally said on my credential is oh, Nordic cool. photographer. Okay. Uh, so that was that was pretty awesome. In two thousand and early two thousand and like preseason two thousand and ten, I got a call from Bob mm-hmm. uh, Stein, and who was the beat writer for the AP. Yeah. At that point, covering the crew, and he was like, "Hey, I think I want to start an independent crew." Uh, blog basically mm-hmm. website that covers the Columbus crew and he goes like I love your stuff I would love for you to be our website photographer yeah. and I was like okay the guy from AP is asking me to work for him yeah. <laughs> I was like this is cool that's a and good call up right there yeah, yeah. and uh, he was like do you, know, do you know any writers and I'm like oh hold on I got some people for you like, I get a list I got a list <laughs> um, so I think our first staff was myself uh, Crystal Machia, uh, uh, Patrick Gul'dan, and uh, Jonathan Smitty T-Bone. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think if there was anybody else. I think that's that's mostly it right off the bat. I'm trying to think of who else was on. I can't, I can't think of anybody else that was on. Yeah, initial. I think that was like the that's that was the initial group. Yeah. Along with Bob. I mean, Bob was still also writing. Um, and man, we were doing something that. Like I think maybe one or two other MLS teams had, 
No, at that point, I mean, like when Massive Report started, there really were no, um, yeah. you know, quote unquote fan blog. F- fan blog makes it, it seems derivative. You know what I right. mean? Because because what you were trying to do. Well, you had but, fan blogs, but you didn't have like full on like professionally produced. Right. Yeah. That, right. That's. I, I want to make that delineation because right. I, I don't think when Massive Report started, it was not a fan blog. No. But it was, I think. In the wider community, that was probably what they would have called it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's where my head's at. There. Yeah. It was um, uh, it was almost a fan beat yeah. kind of thing. All right. Um, yeah. So um, that's that's kind of how things started rolling. I, you know, this is my fifteenth season covering the crew. God. Uh, if you, you would have so told much, me, you have so much more endurance than I do. If you would have told me that fifteen years ago that this is what I would be doing, I would yeah. have said, you are out of your effing mind. <laughs> I'm like, why in the world? Why, how, how in the world would I even get into this? I was like, I don't have any connections. I don't have, I don't know anybody. This is not a field like I'd never done this before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I could not imagine really how life would have been without the, not just the experience, like the experience is really good, but that's not it. Yeah. Um, the relationships and the close knit um, people that I'm incredibly close to um, that have come out of this. I completely agree. It's it's yeah. um, it, like these are people that I consider to a certain degree my my U.S. family. Yeah. Since you know my my family family mostly lives overseas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this is uh, definitely has been enriching to my life and. Uh, that's why, you know, in situations like Save the Crew, mm-hmm. uh, that was really, really, really hard to handle the emotion part of it while also trying to handle the journalism part of it. Well, yeah, the, objecti- the objectivity, right. but also there is an emotion bit behind it that there's yeah. nothing you can do about that. That's that's. And that was that was I think I think a lot of people were forced into the emotion bit of it because of the way that that went down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's take a quick break because I have to do one commercial that Morgan Hughes is contractually obligated until the end of time to do. Uh, and then That's we called will come perpetuity. back. And also uh, I'm going to use the facilities. We'll be yeah. right back. Well, thanks for, let, for let, thanks for letting everybody know about your I know. use of yeah, the facilities. Yeah. It is what it is. Not that I would have anything to anyway, but... This episode of Pros from Dover is brought to you as always by Ohio is Home. Ohio's home was made out of a lub from Ohio, the state we grew up in, lived in, visited, left, lost, the place we call home. We are all about creating designs from the things we love, hate, and just laugh about in Ohio. Some think Ohio is just a bunch of cornfields and Buckeye fans. Sure, we have that, but there is so much more to Ohio, and that's what makes it home. Ohio is home as a small company, starting out with products and designs that we've had rolling around our heads for years. So go to www.ohioishome.com, a place where they embrace their Athens roots and our Ohio University Bobcats, alumni owned and operated. And don't forget to tell them your friends from Pros from Dover sent you. Uh, segment number two of the Pros from Dover. My name is Matt. And that is Sam across the uh, table from me. Thanks Allegedly. again for joining me. Uh, you're very welcome. I'm actually glad we're finally able to do this. Same here. Same yeah. here. No, I'm. I'm uh, so we're going to do some rapid fire questions for the second second round. Okay. You can take as much time as you want to to answer them. I just have. But it's not of, really rapid, Matt. Well, 
I have a bunch of fun questions for you. Okay. So you're so, going to make me think. Is, I'm going to make gonna you happen think, here. but okay. they're, they're going to be good. Okay. Um, favorite crew match you've attended? Oh, shoot. Um, oh, that's that's really hard to dwindle down. Yeah. Okay, favorite okay. crew match no, at no, the no, no. old okay. stadium and then at the new stadium. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll compartmentalize uh, old it. Stadium, old stadium. Is gonna, it's going to have to be MLS Cup. Uh, there were so many things that happened that night. Yeah. Um, that that like my my the hair on my arm is rising right now just I'm because I'm thinking you about to go it. to that because um, I didn't. Yeah. I kid you not. I'm going to expound a little bit. It's yeah, not going to be rapid yeah, yeah, no, at this no, no, point. No, no. But the, the rapid fire questions are coming for me. You can take as much time. as Okay. You want. Yeah. So, I, I was I was standing in. The, okay, like I'm I'm a nervous wreck. It's MLS Cup. This is the last MLS Cup I attended at yeah. the old stadium. We lost, and it was terrible. Yes, I remember um, that day. But this kind is of. <laughs> this is COVID. This is COVID, and there is allegedly five thousand people there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was definitely more. Yeah. Um, and I found myself pregame standing above the Nordeck, and it hit me. And this is you're gonna know what hit me because I just talked about it in the last segment. Yeah. I was standing in the same spot oh. that I stood in the first time I ever shot in that oh, stadium. Wow. And I didn't realize it because the fireworks were going off behind me and I was taking a selfie. And then I looked down and I'm like, wait a minute. What? Anyway, so that already gave me a weird feeling in a good uh, way. Yeah. And then... Um, just how the team was playing and then getting that first goal and I got a picture of it Mm -hmm. uh, I was like oh boy oh boy I was like if they score one more I'm going to trophy spot which trophy spot at that time for us photographers was on the second deck of the west side oh wow above the above not above the press box above the broadcast booth so we are they put like the 20 of us up there oh wow okay it's center field yeah but we are up high. Yeah. Um, they scored the second goal, and I'm like, I'm going. Uh, there's yeah, st- there's 10 minutes left. I am getting Yeah, you got to stay out of real yeah, estate and, at that point. And I look, and all of my other fellow photographers, we are all like, let's yeah. go. We, we're not waiting for the chaperones. Yeah. Uh, AKA the photo marshals, whatever the yeah. hell they want to call them. We're like, we're not waiting for this. We start, we start booking. We already know that that was the spot. So, and then they scored the third goal, and I'm like, oh, Dear God, we're going to win the MLS Cup. Such an amazing night. And that was so amazing and intense all at the same time. Uh, Patrick Murphy and Patrick Golden and I, uh, they both had beers in their cars. And we we did not get to our cars until almost midnight. That sounds about right, yeah. After post-game stuff. And we just, you know what? We stood around and drank beers in the parking lot. Yeah. We were... Shortly thereafter, we were joined by Neil Sika and Jordan Angeli, and they hung out with us and had beers. And uh, I got home at two thirty in the morning, and I had to be—I had to be at work at eight, and I actually didn't care. Seems like it's worth it, and yeah. it was one thousand percent worth it. That's one of those nights that I'm—I'm I'm sad that I—I I understand why I had to miss it, but I, I'm sad that I did because um, you know. My wife's job with a uh, immunocompromised unit, like right. it's it's Absolutely. not. Um, but it's one of those things where I love the stories from it. You know what I mean? Like it, it was it's, absolutely it's, insane. It's so crazy. Okay, new stadium, favorite memory. Um, 
Oh, gosh. You know what? I... Crap. I, got, I have no idea. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, like, I'll I, tell you my to old be fair, stadium I, I, memory. That new stadium is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And, like, maybe that is my... It's not really a memory, but it, it's like... Anytime we trash any... Oh, you know what? Atlanta. This is a good... What have you done for me yeah. lately? <laughs> Atlanta fair. United. That was just a lot of fun. God, that game was so fun. I mean, just right? just, just the absolute trashing. And, and I was so happy for all these young kids that are scoring their first MLS goal. Yeah. And it was just like... It was... It was an atmosphere. If this was a Blue Jackets game, they would have run out of cannon shots. Yeah. yeah. And that was great. Yeah. And I, I, So here, that, that was a good one. I'm sure there are other good ones. You know, I've shot qualifiers in there. I've shot yeah. other stuff. I, but I, at this moment, I can't think of any. My favorite, um, so my favorite old stadium memory for me, crew-wise, is um, the win against Chicago in 08. Oh yeah, that was a good uh, in, one in the playoff. Yeah, um, and then uh, new stadium uh, to me actually was the uh, the Campeones Cup. The, yeah, that's a good the one game too. Against Mex- yeah. uh, the Mexican team. I can't remember who we played, but uh, wasn't it uh, America or no? It wasn't no. America. It was um, shoot. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, those guys. Uh, but that was that was just. No, it was Cruz Azul. Azul. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which they trashed us back in Champions League time. Yeah. They t- they trashed us, but also wasn't there the uh, political cartoon in the Mexican newspaper yes. where <laughs> yes there was <laughs> where they were even blaming the refs on that one. Um, all right, so non stadium favorite crew memory. Oh, non stadium favorite crew memory yeah uh, i was just talking with somebody about this and this was just more fun than it was anything else um i got to do a piece a feature on danny o'rourke and eric bruner's tattoos oh cool okay for massive report and we got yeah. to do a photo shoot um down at uh at down on front street it was back mm-hmm. when back when colada existed r.i.p yeah. r.i.p colada um yeah, that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. It was just like one of those. It again, it this a lot of the stuff that I have learned is that the MLS fan to media to player team mm-hmm. dynamic is very different than anywhere else in the world. Yeah. And and I'm gonna tell you this: you have it really good in that capacity. Mm-hmm. The rest of the world does not get that access mm. to the players. The media doesn't get the access to the players in the same in the same manner that oh, yeah. American fans and MLS teams get to interact. That oh yeah, is very 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 rare. And it, it's sad unless you're like lower division stuff. Well, it's but sad still. that it's getting locked down as much as it is because yeah. it used to be. I mean, I mean, you know this. Oh, we used like, to be in the locker rooms all the time. Well, we used to have open practice. Ziggy used to let us into open practices. We used to all drink the time. with Duncan, Duncan yeah. out and at at hooligans. Yeah. I used to know that every Thursday, Siggy Schmidt was going to be at Ruby's watching whatever the ESPN game was. Yep. You know, there, there was, there were those. Any things. players that didn't travel always showed up to hooligans to watch the game. Yeah. To hang out with everybody else. Yeah. And yeah, the, again, and, and it's, it's so, just so, it's different. so different. Yeah, it's it's, <clears throat> you know, and I get it. It's, you know, the team is is not not the team. The league is, you know. They're paid a lot more now. Sure. You know, there's there was yeah, I mean, there were guys making less than twenty thousand dollars a year right when when I first started following the league. And that's 
that's not a thing anymore. Exactly. You know I mean, I mean yeah. they had to they had to room four to an apartment just to make to be able to afford living yeah. in Columbus. Uh, also, another great memory, non-stadium related, casino yeah. nights. Oh, casino nights were so much fun. Yeah. Oh my god. I I do miss those quite a bit. That those was. Were, it was just such a fun way to interact with yes. players. And, like, I love the fact that Frankie Hiddick just had a bucket of chips and you could just go up to him and be like, hey, Frankie, I need some more money. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd just be like, all right, dude, I got and you. And by chips, we mean gambling chips, not potato chips. I mean, if you ask him nicely enough, he probably right. had some potato chips. Uh, that was the first time I got to hold a MLS Cup ring. Oh. It was, uh, it was uh, Mark McCullers. Nice. nice. MLS Cup ring in 2009. That's cool. Because the 2008 one, if you remember, happened uh, the day, the the week before playoffs started. I didn't remember was, that. Yeah, no. they, we, the, they used to do those those casino nights after the last regular season oh, game. Right. Oh, you're right. I was thinking the playoffs. ring presentation, not the casino no. night. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I, I got to uh, see, I got to hold Tucker's uh, ring. Tucker was the uh, uh, team operations manager. Yeah. I got to hold his ring at presentation night against Red Bulls uh, because I had to take a picture of it. That's fantastic. So, yes. Oh, that's super cool. <laughs> All right, next question for you. Um, your favorite non-playoff crew win? Uh, I can't remember if it was a win or a tie. Okay, so if Either we're going to talk a win, yeah. a win, uh, trashing DC 5 five nothing okay. to uh, get to basically into the playoffs that led to the 2015 MLS Cup. Yeah. That was that that trashing was again one of those things that came out of nowhere on decision day. They literally needed to win by that many to yeah. to get in a decent spot in the playoffs. That was great. Uh, this one was not a win, but it was just hilarious because of how it happened. I think it was a tie. Uh, Will Trap basically kicking the ball from midfield against Orlando to tie that game in yes. like the 90 second minute or whatever oh. um, that because and, and here's why it stands out in my head is because you know as fans we're always yelling shoot the ball from just about anywhere and I literally yelled shoot the ball from behind my camera and then he shot the ball and then he scored and I'm like it actually worked yeah like what are the odds that it actually worked but just the celebration him, him getting mobbed it was it, that was that was just fun to watch my two favorites, um, I'll, I'll do a win and a draw on this one, um, was uh, 2000 and it was 2008 actually, uh, second game, second home game of the season against Chivas, the 4-3 yeah. win in the rain. Oh yeah. It was just that ping pong game yep. the entire time. That was just, you know, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down, you're, 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 your emotions are, are all over the place. And then my favorite, And for you youngsters that don't know what Chivas is. Yeah. Uh, uh, my friend, uh, uh, my friend Jim, uh, said it best. It was on a train back from a game in Bridgeview. Yeah. Um, he was drunk as hell, and he was looking at the standings on his phone, and he said, "There's a team in this league called Chives." Chives. <laughs> wow. I went to a crew away game at Chivas. Yeah. That's how old I am. <laughs> uh, was that the uh, Hookers, Goats, and Mormons Hookers tour? Hookers and Goats, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Salt Lake. See, and then, I remember uh, that. Layover in Vegas and then uh, with your cousin. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, 
but I would say my favorite tie uh, is going to have to be the, uh, I don't remember what year it was. It was the White Wizard game. It was the, the year that um, Hesmer in Toronto oh, yes. came out in the last minute of the game. Yes. On a corner a goal, kick. On a corner kick yep. to preserve the unbeaten streak against Toronto. Yes. That was... I've uh, never I mean, heard it called the White Wizard game. And yeah. when you say White Wizard, my brain went to somewhere completely different. And it was Gandalf. Not, Gandalf, not, yes. a, not, a, not a bad thing. Okay. Um, but just, no, because again, he clarifying was, for your yes, listeners. It was a Gandalf thing. But he was he an all-white kit. No. Yeah, he was in an all-white kit. That yes. was the whole... <laughs> yes. And he juked the goalie and then he yes. kicked it for the score. Yes. It was amazing, yes. actually. Oh, it was, it was great. You've never heard it called that before? I've never I heard it called, called that it before. I thought called it that on Massive Report I, <laughs> at that point. You remember yes. when the last time you actually hosted a Massive Report podcast was? Uh, 2016? Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's been a bit. Yeah. It's been a just, bit. Just a bit. Yeah, it's just a scotch. That bar's been two different things since then. Right. Uh, you know what was another great game? Great comeback, also against Toronto. Yeah. Uh, when uh, Lenhart and Gary scored like in the dying minutes for a three-two win. Oh yeah. I was watching that game from six thousand miles away on really shitty internet, <laughs> and uh, to, I mean, it was like three thirty in the morning. Yeah. When this game ended, and I am running around the apartment yelling, silently, "Oh my God! I can't believe we just did that." Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I do want to give an honorable mention, and I can't remember what year it was, to the Magic Poopies game, even though Greg probably won't listen to this. Um, the the yes. year that we went to Philly, yes, and uh, Greg went to uh, drop a deuce, uh, and we scored three goals. Uh, being da- In the 80th minute, we were down 2 uh, nothing, and we scored yep. three goals in the 80th minute while Greg was in the toilet and won 3-2, to two, Yes, which is, you know, the Magic Poopies game. The Magic game. Poopies game, yep. So. That would live in infamy. <laughs> Um, all right, we got to get out of here. I want I want to ask you so many more questions, but we got to get out of here because they're going to close pretty Maybe soon. Maybe we'll do a part two eventually. We need to do a part two. I would love that. I would love to yeah. do that. Um, and uh, and bring Stanek on for a part two. We should. I think that'd be great. Oh gosh. Yeah. The Alex, masses. The masses are asking. I would love that for an Alex so. Stanek appearance. But we need so his much. K-pop hot takes. Oh, dude, I'm I'm down with that. Maybe, oh, we do Stanek and then we do uh, sweatpants. Oh yeah, yeah. The standing sweatpants K-pop connection. Right uh, I will have to bring my laptop so we can play Glory Glory Hallelujah like the last time we did that I for uh, Tony. Love it. All right, I cool. think it's a great idea. Let's All right, it. Sam Fami, thank you so much. Matt Gosher, thank you. And uh, thank you so much to uh, Redtail Design for sponsoring us. This is the Pros from Dover, and I will see you later. Love, peace, and chicken grease. The pros from Dover are Matt Goshert and Jim Bach. The show is presented by Grotesquely Swollen Jaw Productions. Follow us on Twitter at prosfromdover96. If you like the show, tell a friend or write a review. If you didn't, well, no one cares about your opinion anyway. Intro and outro music is Banana Cake by Schaefer the Dark Lord and is used with permission. Check him out at Schaefer the Dark Lord. That's S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, thedarklord.com. Questions, comments, or thoughts? Email the show at prosfromdover96 at gmail.com. Banana, nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your nana makes Oh, we've got banana cake, full on banana cake Banana, nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your nana makes Oops, I've got banana cake, full on banana cake Banana, nana, 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 nana